Well, good evening, everybody. We are here at Sound Gospel Radio. We are live on our radio station, which is found at soundgospelradio.com, but we're also live on Facebook. We're also live on YouTube and Twitter, and we are grateful to come back another Thursday to have another conversation, and we're going to talk about it. So listen, if you haven't already, begin to let people know that we are live. We are back another Thursday night here in the cyber space, the cyber Cyber Studio, as I call it, here at Sound Gospel Radio. We're just grateful to have each and every one of you to tune in every Thursday night to watch the replay, to listen to us live for this great conversation that we're going to have. And as we move forward tonight, we have the one and only. She is the vice president and co-founder of Sound Gospel Radio, and she is my wife, Jaleesa Hoskins. Good evening, baby. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> all hell. <laughs> That's all standing for the queen. And we thank God for you tonight and appreciate you another Thursday. And we're here to have another conversation and we're keeping it moving. Listen, y'all, I'm just grateful and continually happy to have those that want to be a part of this radio family and a family's growing. We are extending ourselves and we're just amazed with that. So no other, we have no other than my man here tonight, Mr. Nate Matthews. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Once again. Yes, sir. How are you Good today? Evening. Glad to be here. All right, man. Listen, I'm we're well. glad to have you. Listen, we're glad to have you here with Sound Gospel Radio. And y'all, you know, I saved this man the best for last intentionally because y'all, he has been a true blessing to Sound Gospel Radio, to the Thursday night show. You all have enjoyed him. You all love him. You have sent me so many messages, emails. I mean, he, and I don't know if he knew it this morning, but uh, even this morning, people were still sending us messages about this great man of God. And he is uh, my pastor, Pastor Willie L. Johnson Jr., the senior pastor of Eureka Transformation Church of Wildwood, New Jersey. Pastor, welcome back again, sir. Good evening, everybody. Pray, grace and peace to you. And thank you for having me once again. We are definitely happy. I, I, like I said to you before, every moment we can have you here on our station, every moment we can have you here with Sound Gospel Radio, <laughs> we're just grateful to have you. And, you know, I'm going to share this on purpose because Nate uh, just sent me a message in the private chat. So, so well, he's my pastor, too. <laughs> Mine, too. <laughs> Y'all can't do that to me while we're live. Y'all can't, can't do that to me while we're live. Listen, they want to make it clear. Hey, you could have said it out live, man. It's all good. It's all good. That's what we do here at South Gospel Radio. Listen, we just bring it straight up, y'all. Straight up. And so, Pastor, we're just definitely happy to have you tonight and with us. And as she dried it in the audience, listen, we have some people that are already listening and watching us and making some comments. So, Ashley, welcome. And thank you for tuning in tonight. And again, we're, we're just another Thursday and we want to have a conversation. There are some, some pressing issues and some pressing topics that have definitely come our way. And as we grow in tonight's conversation, we may have some more people that are joining us and we do plan to have a special guest and hopefully they'll be able to join us tonight. But we definitely want to move forward in tonight's conversation and talking about letting you know that you are not alone. That, that's something that really was pressing on me, you all. Uh, in the middle of the night, I woke up and just felt that very strongly. I'm just going to post this real quick. You are not alone. I just want to make it just, you are not alone. I want you to know you all today, you are not alone. You are not alone. Even the scripture says in Isaiah chapter 41 and 10, it says, don't worry. I am with you. And this is the Lord speaking. He said, don't worry. I am with you. Don't be afraid. I am your God. He said, I will make you strong and help you. He said, I will support you and put this back up. I will support you with my right hand that brings victory. You are not alone. And during this season and during this time, uh, it becomes very difficult. This season and time becomes very uh, alarming. And it's just like, wow, oh, my goodness. You know, what what do we do? Because, you know, you get overwhelmed. Uh, you have experiences, situations, times, and it all begins to build up and, and it begins to build up to a place of just, oh, my goodness, uncomfortability. Things begin to happen in your mind. And sometimes the sad thing about all the situations of life and, and pressure and, and problems, it comes to a place of what we consider depression. 
And depression becomes a very serious uh, problem, a very serious thing. And we want to talk about that tonight. We want to talk about depression. We want to talk about the, the things that go on in our mind, our mental health, especially around this holiday season. And so we just want to dig a little deeper in that. And, and, and depression is real. Depression is real. I, I was sharing, I believe, with, with Pastor one day about the old game that uh, I know I used to play as a kid called Tetris. And you have the different blocks that are coming down from the from the sky. And your goal is to try to, you know, put these blocks in order, as we call balance. You know, you try to balance things out and, and different size blocks come down from the sky. You have, you know, you have the square, you have the L shape, you have the Z shape. And, and the goal is trying to get these blocks in a formatted uh, situation so that as it comes out of the sky, you can align them up. And when you align them up, they disappear. But here's the fun part. Once you start getting used to things that, okay, I got it, I got it. Then the blocks begin to come down faster and faster and faster. And now you're trying your best to deal with and trying to, while you're trying to fit this here, you got this coming here, you got this going there. And guess what, y'all? That's life. Life happens like that sometimes where it can become just these roadblocks and these, these blocks of just distractions and death and friends and family and changes and life moments. And then things become so overwhelmed and before you know it, you just pause and it can cause just a, a devastating place of depression. It can cause a devastating place of things going on in your mind where you begin to just say, oh my goodness, wow, what do I do next? What is my next turn? And then it, because of your private situation, because of how specific things are, something in your mind tells you that you're the only one going through. No one's going to understand. You're the only one dealing with this. You're the only one having this problem. You're the only one having this moment. You're the only one having this, this, you know, this situation going on. And then guess what? You get to a place in life where things become overwhelmed and you think that you're the only one going through. And we're going to talk about this tonight because we want you to be encouraged tonight that you are not alone. Again, I'm going to say it, that you are not alone. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be really uplifted and let you know that you are not alone. Pastor, let's keep the conversation moving. Yes, sir. So what are your thoughts about this time when it comes down to just the, <laughs> the irregularities of life? <laughs> well, uh, um, as I mentioned uh, in one of our conversations on Wednesday, is many times we talk about this Christmas season or the fall season um, as a joyous occasion, you know, festive of lights, mm -hmm. you know, delight of the world. Um, but as believers and as students of the Bible and as biblicists, if you will, uh, we begin to realize that light shines in darkness. And so really what we're talking about then is really how, how to navigate the darkness even though we may be the light of the world, even though the light may be in us, there's still darkness that's surrounding or shrouding certain areas of our life. So wow. this time of the year, because there's so many lights, you know, because there's so many things going on, there's so many distractions um, that the vision that the Lord gave me was that Jesus came at the time of your darkest moment. Mm, yes, yes. Jesus showed up. Isaiah 9 says it, um, the scriptures unfolding it in the gospels that when Jesus came, it was really a closing of the dark ages, um, a closing of a time that was the darkest um, emotionally, <laughs> the darkest um, psychologically, the darkest morally and ethically. And then John the Baptist shows up and talks about the light coming. Then Gabriel shows up in light, talking about the light of the world is coming. Then Anna, the prophet that nobody talks about, sees Jesus, the light, and begins right. to prophesy about him. So all that means is this time in the year, like many others, our balance is off because we show the lights on the outside, but we never acknowledge the darkness that is that's surrounding us. Wow. Here's what I mean by that. It, it's, it's not talking about being dark, but to myself, to mm. myself and to the Lord, 
uh, in our prayer time, in our worship time, being able to let the light of his word, the light of his presence push back the darkness or explode the darkness or give birth in the darkness. So there's a lot of things in this season. And, and I think I mentioned this on a Sunday that many times we try to separate ourselves from a whole lot of other things, a whole lot of other people, um, whether it be religious or religious thoughts, when all of them are pointing to Jesus. Mm, okay. If you look at Hanukkah, if you if you look at Yom Kippur, uh, if you look at Kwanzaa, uh, if you look at uh, Rosh Hashanah, every single one of them within it is built on the image of Christ being the light. They wow. may not always say Christ, but they're pointing to light. Why? You need light because there's darkness that's attacking. So having said that, um, we must get to a place where we're able to navigate it, which means we seek help, seek, wow. past, seek pastoral help, not only pastoral help, but seek psychological help. Yes, yes. Um, many folk um, in the Christian sphere, even for when I grew up and even now, don't believe in the in the theology of Matthew 12. That's why I believe the Lord. I believe it more and more after, I don't know, six or seven years about transformation because we always leave out the mind. Mm -hmm. We always leave, we always leave out the psychology, you know, of man. You know, so what is man that thou art mindful of him? He didn't yes. just come to say, he didn't watch this. He came to quicken your spirit, but he came to save your soul. <laughs> <laughs> so through a progressive process, he's saving our soul daily. Be renewed by the transforming of your mind. mind. Hold on, Pastor. As we continue, I just want to bring Ashley in here. She just joined in. Y'all know her. She's the face of Thursday night. We have Miss Ashley Corbett in the house. Hey, Ashley. Hey, everybody. Yes, you know the conversation's going. So pastors talking to America. good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I forgot to tell you. Oh my good, I forgot to tell you. Was it last week? I said to Pastor, I said, Yeah, I said, uh, Ashley won't be able to make it on the show. And he said, Well, uh, what state is she? Where, where, where is she at now? What country? Where is she at? I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> I was at work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're part of the world you were at because you know you always everywhere in different parts of the, of the world, right? <laughs> But Pastor, it is so true being transformed by the renewing of the mind because <laughs> I'm learning more and more as I grow how everything ties back into our mindset. Everything. That's why uh, uh, even when Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I, that's a mindset. It's a mindset to, to renew your mind to accept salvation. There's a mindset to renew your mind, to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, to walk in the newness of life. All these things tie back into a mindset which blows my mind. And I can, I can always be correct if I'm wrong, that even in the beginning of time with the garden of, uh, in the garden of Eden, that when the serpent came, he gave a suggestion, which was something that infiltrated their mind. It wasn't Absolutely. it wasn't a force. It wasn't a push. It was a, hey, why don't you think of this? Why don't you try all that started back into the mindset that we deal with? Yeah, because the fruit wasn't evil. <laughs> they Say weren't that. evil. They weren't evil because they had no consciousness of it. Wow. They wow. had no knowledge of good and evil. Wow. Mm. So what wow. was the only and they were already holy? Yes, already holy. They were yeah. already holy. Yeah. So what leaves us is that the battle is in the thought process. Mm. Even when we say the lust of the flesh, that only comes after sin. What were they dealing with? They were dealing with the lust of the flesh according to their mind. Wow. Wow. What they thought was right. Mm. All this ties back into our mindset. Listen, y'all, today we're, we're having a, a good topic and we're definitely talking about some things that are going on in our mind. We're going, we're going to get a little deeper real soon uh, as we talk about this subject that you are not alone. We wanted you to be encouraged today that you are not alone. If you're battling some things within your mind, if you're battling with some things in your uh, your personal situation and, and times and things are getting rough and have become rough. But we want you to know today that you are not alone, that you have support, whether it's if it's not 
your friends, if it's not family, if it's not your pastor or ministry, you also have support through um, through you know different techniques of uh, mental health. You have therapists. You have uh, you have so many different people that can help you out that are here. So many different great levels of resources that are here to help you. And we want to be that light, that guiding light for you today to let you know that you are not alone. You are not alone. Uh, there are some things that have happened in our in our society and times and things are, uh, we say it all the time, things may not get better when it comes to the stuff that we see in this world altogether, but things can be better with you. And I say this all the time, things may not be better in the world, but things can be better in your world. There's a difference there. You can shift the atmosphere of your world, the things that go on around me, the things that go on in my circle and my life, I have the I have the choice through the Lord to make that decision. So we want to say good evening continually. I did post them up earlier. Give it even to uh, my cousin, Jaleesa's cousin, Dante Davis. Uh, <laughs> he says, good evening, God, and God bless you guys and good people. And then to my cousin, he actually sits on executive board. My cousin, Carl Stork. Thank you, executive board member. So good to see you. Peace and blessings be unto you, sir. And as we continue our conversation. So, yes. We wanted to continue our conversation about you are not alone. You are not alone in this thing. God is here to keep us. He's here to sustain us. He's here to make sure that that we are uh, put together. And guess what I love about the Lord? He created the therapist. He created the mental health counselor. He created groups that you can have and and places that you can go. And so uh, all those that may not believe, uh, uh, Pastor said it best. Why 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 would it be here if it wasn't here for a reason? That the medicine is here for a reason. Yes, healing is real, uh, I believe. But you know, but my thing is, is that the Lord allowed these things to become so that we can have the help that we need through the Holy Spirit. Listen, I believe in miracles. I believe in transformation. Those are uh, those are still working, but the Lord also, sometimes we need that little extra help. We need that. You need, we need to go through that process. And through that process is the miracle sometimes. Through that process is the healing. So we definitely want to move forward in that conversation. And um, we want to show a video. Nate, did you have something you wanted to say? I, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if you wanted something to say. Now. But we <laughs> <laughs> I can tell, but we want to move on a video uh, that we want to show real quick because there is a, a hot topic that's been going on, and I'm so good to see our special guest. She is here in the in the backstage. She's in the green room, and we cannot wait to bring her on. And like I said, as we bring her on, you that are in the audience that are watching, you're more than welcome to ask questions. We have a mental health professional that's going to be joining us really soon on tonight's conversation. So if you have questions, uh, you're more than welcome. Those are on the panel. Get your questions ready as we're going to engage with her in just a moment. We want to show a video of a um, very hot topic and a conversation that has been going on in our world and our society. So let's take a look. Opening dance party on the Ellen Show for eight years. I started over. They called him Twitch. Stephen Boss, who led the opening dance party on the Ellen Show for eight years. Over a decade ago, I met someone who changed my life and and our show. I feel like that dude from Earth, Wind, and Fire. I was gonna say. He started as her dance instructor, but soon became an integral part of the show. I love the family that we've gained here. DeGeneres posted this picture with Boss, saying he was pure love and light. He was my family, and I loved him with all my heart. Born in Alabama, the dancer got his break on talent shows, the runner-up on Star Search, and in 2008 on So You Think You Can Dance. The dance world is shattered by, by this news. It's shattered. Mary Murphy has served as a judge and choreographer on the show and remembers a talented and humble person who always made her proud. We see the light in him. We see the, I call it twinkle eye. He had that from the get-go, the big smile. Not to mention, he was a genius at freestyle. Boss returned as an all-star and met his wife, Allison Holker. Together, they raised three children. It was the Ellen Show that propelled him to another level of fame, becoming an executive producer of the show in 2020. You're a fake DJ, but you're a real good man. <laughs> you're a real good man. He appeared in the movie Magic Mike XXL. Drop the beat, let's see this. Oh! 
hosted New Year's Eve shows with Carson. We call him Twitch. Ross even filled in for Jenna here on the fourth hour of today with Hoda. My first time on stage doing a performance, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is, I've kind of found my place. Something about dance in, in particular just really, um, it, it awoke in a passion. Hoda reunited him with his theater coach. Twitch came to us. Break dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying, huh? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And at the same time, determined, absolutely. determined, focused, absolutely. so kind, smiling, didn't say a lot. Really? But all, no, no. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. but always watching, always involved, and ready to help somebody. Stars shared their grief on social media, including actors Viola Davis and Kerry Washington, who wrote, The world lost a bright light today. Sierra posting the two dancing at the Ellen Show. This video shows boss and wife Allison getting in the holiday spirit. This morning, she remembers him as the backbone of our family, the best husband and father, and an inspiration to his fans, promising to save the last dance for him. Can't hear you. I had to put it on mute so we won't mess up during our. Y'all heard me on the radio station, though. I know you did. But those <laughs> that are watching, <laughs> those that are watching on Facebook couldn't hear me. So I'm going to say it again. And, and listen, it's nice to know that we have a nice crowd that are tuned in tonight on our radio station. Thank y'all for tuning in. I see you out there and appreciate y'all tuning in on our radio station at soundgospradio.com. But like I said, uh, this has been a, a, a very uh, hard situation for a lot of people. As I've been going down uh, social media, a lot of people are devastated. A lot of people are shocked. A lot of people are hurt of his passing and just they didn't see it coming. They didn't know what was going to happen. It just, you know, you know, he was so happy, full of life and uh, definitely wanted to talk about this. And our prayers are with his family. Our prayers are with his friends, those that were close. And listen, even if you didn't know him like that and you were affected by this, we're going to be praying for you because, again, this season and this time bring messes with emotions. It really can bring just different feelings. And so you have our prayers. You have our concern during this moment. And we definitely want to continue to talk about this. So um, I, I was told that unfortunately that he took his own life. Is, is that what what's being said in the, in the news media? Yes. Wow. Wow. And so who's familiar with him? Is anyone else on the panel have seen him in different places and spaces? Go ahead, Ashley. I've seen him um, on the Ellen show. I've seen him, of course, in the movie that they mentioned. And mm -hmm. um, like everybody said, he just was you know, seem so happy, you know, mm -hmm. and it's amazing how people can seem so happy and hide a lot of hurt that they have just to, you know, make everybody else around them, please everybody else, you know, and like you said, seeing that story was a, a huge shock, you wow. know, because he just, uh, they just, I don't know if you saw, but um, they just posted his ninth uh, anniversary that they had with his wife. They just celebrated that a few days prior to. Mm. And then for this to happen, it's just like, wow, you know, right before the holidays, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's a sad thing, you know, um, I, I don't even know what to say. And then I've been hearing people say that, you know, people like that, you know, are selfish and I can understand why, but I keep telling people when you're dealing with mental illness, it's a disease, you know, it's, it's, it's very bad. You, you know, those, what they're going through, you'll, you'll never know what they're going through. You know, yes. even if they, you, you could try get them help and sometimes help don't even help those kind of people it's some of them are too far going to get the help that they need yeah. and it's yeah. just very sad it's sad well we're going to uh, move a little forward soon and i just definitely want to always acknowledge our audience i call her the shepherd mother of the comments uh this is miss donna Parrish. she said greetings sound gospel radio panelists and friends and actually you have a fan club here because i think this is your grandmother she said even to everyone <laughs> she said i love your granddaughter look she said you look well in the position that you're in so you got a little fan club over here ashley Thanks, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> definitely thankful for grandma tuning in and listen if y'all haven't already those that are watching 
this is a very important conversation. But what you can do is you can like and you can share this conversation. Some people need to hear this today. This is the holidays. We need to know there's hope. We have a listen. I have a lady. I cannot wait, y'all. We're about to bring her on. Can't wait to let her share. So this is the second half we're about to run into. So share this. Like this if you haven't. Like it. Love it. Share it for this conversation today during this holiday season that people need to hear this about you are not alone and some help that we can get concerning mental illness, mental health, depression. But I do want to show the second half of this video real quick before we move forward. And uh, just want to just have a dialogue and then we're going to bring in our great guests tonight. Boss's theater coach, Dr. Tommy Tania Stewart said that Twitch danced his way into the hearts of America hearts that are broken this morning at the loss of this entertainer, father, husband, and friend. So, it's so shocking. Carson, you, you work. <clears throat> I love them. Yeah. As advertised, 50,000 watt smile. Mm -hmm. This one's really hard to wrap your head around because so many people have been close to Twitch and trying to figure out what was it, yeah. what happened. Um, uh, it, listen, I think people have to just stop assuming that what you when you see people on television or you see them in social media that they're okay, especially with the dancing. I mean, dancing is such a symbol of, of freedom and happiness mm. and joy. We have to stop assuming. Uh, it's taking us away when we sit on our phones and go, oh, she's okay, she's okay. Uh -huh. Everybody's propping up the best part of themselves, and yeah. it's taking away from real conversations happening. And what was weird was I remember when he was on the show, he talked about his plans. Yeah. He wanted yeah. a talk show. Mm -hmm. He said, do you think I can do it? This was a person with dreams and hopes and a lot of things, and that was just in July. So you don't know. You really don't you know. You also have to remember point. that what we do know about mental health is that from the from the onset of a, the first symptom of mental health, the time that elapses before the average person seeks any form of help or treatment yeah. is 11 years. 11 wow. years. It 11 years. It tells us that people are suffering in silence. Yeah. I also defer to Doug Reed and Reggie Howard at a place like Black Men Heal, an organization yeah. that's in the trenches every day for culturally appropriate information yeah. uh, in a situation like this. But boy, will he be missed. This was a really hard one. Yeah. There's kids. There's yeah. no kids. Oh, and so Allison. God yeah. bless her. Yeah. I just. If you're yeah. watching and you need help, reach out to somebody. Yeah. You're Please. loved and you're wanted mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. this world. Mm -hmm. And that's our goal today to share with you that you're loved, you're wanted, and you are not alone in this world. Like I said, we're here. Sound Gospel Radio is here to, to give you support. We're here to give you some resources and some places that you can go for help. And I just want to share this as, as we're moving forward to our second half of our show. I saw this post, and this is uh, written here by Pastor R.C. Blakes. And he said, seriously, pay attention to people. He said, seriously, that's what we want to get everybody's attention. But he said, but pay attention to people for more than what you want from them. The next thing he said is those many times that make us laugh are often crying inwardly. He said, those that gives us answers and have a multitude, they have a multitude of unanswered questions of their own. He said, those who see and hear everyone else are often invisible. Seriously, pay attention to people. Listen, our, our staff here and our panelists, what do y'all think about that post? I'm gonna leave it up just for a little bit. How do y'all feel about this here? I'd like to hear some feedback. So, I mean, I uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I think it's a true, there has some truth to it, um, especially because I work in the mental health field. So I see this a lot. And a lot of the individuals, oftentimes they think they don't want to be a burden, which I think is why some don't seek the help that they need. It's depending on your culture, the stigma that's there. So you're not going to say, <laughs> I think there might be something wrong or I may need help or I may need to be checked because whatever culture you came from, if it's religious, then it's, oh, you should just pray about it. You should be good. Those who didn't come from a religious background just think, oh, there shouldn't be something wrong with me. I'll just grow out of it or I'll just get over it. And oftentimes they're the ones who outwardly appear to be the most happy, go lucky individuals, but internally they struggle unnecessarily. And it's, it's something I think it's a heavy weight to put on everyone else around you to always pay attention. We should be, we should be our brother's keepers. We should be cognizant of what's going on and paying attention and checking in on those we love. But I do think there is some responsibility of you're struggling to say something like don't no, put yeah. all the burden on someone else to pick you up in the spirit or to notice that there's something wrong with you and you never true. say anything. That's true. Nate, go ahead. So uh, actually, just to uh, reemphasize what Sister Delisa was just referring to about religiously growing up in the church and dealing with this. 
when I see um, what you just posted and this the particular instance, um, I'm reminded of King Saul in the Old Testament. So when we hear perplexing spirits or when we hear oppression, he needed David to play the harp instrument just to soothe him. So to <laughs> me, that's like, in my mind, is that's a form of, you know, mental health. He's dealing with a, a perplexing spirit. Listen, so oh, when tied together, it's the outlets, right? So the outlet for him was the stringed instrument which represents worship. And for a lot of people who suffer in silence, who don't want to um, be a burden to others, they have no outlet. So now that stuff like the Tetris blocks, as you referred to earlier, when you can't fit them in the correct proper places as it builds up, what does it do? Pile out of the screen and it's just chaotic. And now you're dealing with um, just, just chaotic oppression and yeah. uh, it, it's just too much for one to bear. So outlet is extremely important. Nate, I had to laugh because as I'm as I'm really segueing into bringing in our special guest, this is what she mentioned earlier on the phone. So I'm laughing. I'm looking at her in the green room. She's laughing too because it's like, yo, this is spot on. This is spot on. She literally referred to Saul in our conversation today. And listen, I want to give a shout out to my brother and his good friend, Missy, for referring this lady to me today. And we're looking forward to bring her in. She is author, record artist, life coach, Miss Michelle Bolden Hammond. And she's from the great state of Maryland. She's the 2019 and 2021 ACHI Magazine Award recipient, health and wellness, also radio personality of the year, a trained and certified addictions counselor and master of science of clinical mental health. Let's bring her in tonight, y'all. Miss Michelle Bolden Hammond. Did I say it correctly? You got it correct. All you right. got it correct. So <laughs> grateful to have you here tonight. We're thankful to have you being part of Sound Gospel Radio and to share with us your experiences and your expertise. And we definitely had a few questions as we we're talking about uh, just depression and different things. And uh, in this holiday season, I just had a few questions. And listen, panel, you have questions. Like I said, be more than welcome. This is the time. And also those that are or are watching. But my first question I want to ask you is, what is depression? What is depression? So the categories of depression, there's different categories. You can mm -hmm. have the clinical, and then you can also have persistence, and you can have the bipolar disorder. But with depression, it's something that alterates your mood to make it be to the current standings of where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, depression, bipolar, when we talk about clinical depression, those are things that may need medication management. I know that some people feel as though medication is not needed, but hey, it helps with the stimulants. As somebody was saying earlier, I was back here listening in the green room back here about stimulations of the brain, mood altering, um, different vibes, the things to let out to release, um, to get those activities working. It's like things that like make that brain wave go to where it is because some things can't help that. Or you have persistent, which is mild, but it's a long-term form, um, which you can say like something like schizophrenia. The person might have been fine all the way through high school, but then it doesn't show up until like 29, 28 years. But there could be little bit of symptoms that are coming going on. And your last is your bipolar. Um, episodes of mood swings, rages, um, depressive, mm. low and up and down, and then even go to manic. Wow. Wow. Now with this, <clears throat> excuse me, with these levels of depression, um, how does it affect the person individually? Like first, what are, what are the more in-depth effects of these different type of depression? So different, um, different effects of uh, depression. It can be, it can also be chemically induced. As wow. you said earlier, some of it can be your bio, some things that can be hereditary. Um, but wow. we do know that drug addictions, there's a co-occurring disorder. You know, in the society, we want to um, separate the two, but it's still mm -hmm. a mental health because I'm chasing something to solve something that's keeping me down and depressed. Wow. So those are, it can be drug altered, you know, substance, you know, we have this thing I know in Maryland, we're passing the laws and people do what they want to do. 
but you know with marijuana those things can lead up to hallucinations all of those typical things like that later on in the long run but for the person it, every individual is different head mm -hmm. traumas you can have a car accident and suffer head trauma a fall that can make you go into different states with your mind um depressions and different things like that traumas wow, wow. now now with these effects and the different levels of depression that you've been sharing with us how does this affect their loved ones and family for these individuals in your experience well i'm going to tell you my experience and this is transparent radio and this is the sound i'm going to make the sound i have family members mother that i did not know until her terms of cancer about that she was bipolar wow wow had wow. no idea until it was her bout of cancer. No, but I never went to that. I didn't know this. But then I, I talked about the signs and our behaviors. Then I kindly understand. I have a son who's now, I've tried to get the medical help. When you know, again, cases be when they get grown, you can't do much. It's their decision, regardless if they want to take the meds or whatever else, which just leads him into incarceration. Now, I'm a mental health professional. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But yet I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. Wow. So do I need a therapist sometime? Yes. Therapists need someone else that they can outlet to. It's a lot mm -hmm. be going on. I had mm -hmm. an aunt who actually, um, she passed during the COVID, but she was in a medical uh, mental health facility due to schizophrenia, um, mm. different things like that. So now you see why I want to cover into the mental health because I want to be that help and need. Yes. To those. Um, but it's very hard and difficult. But there are support groups. You need to reach out to NAMI. They have support groups for people who are caregivers um, for people with mental health disorders. Hmm. Okay. And and, and my, my next question, because I thank you for that and you're giving some great insight. Um I'll say I'm gonna I'm gonna fix the question this way. Why is it that the holidays affect depression like why it's such a great depressive sad moment for a lot of people why why doing especially this season why the holidays um and, and like for me as i just said my mother died christmas eve on 2010. Oh, wow, wow wow so it took me wow. until 10 years ago i mean she died it took me like two years after for me to really and i still think about it i'm i'm being transparent christmas time I cry, mm -hmm. but I have that support and I have that backup. But then I also got to remember that I have grandchildren here that I need to live for. Yes. I can't help them change the past. And it's easier said than to, it's easier for me to say this now, but it wasn't always easy for me to go through this. And it's still sometimes some things might trigger, but it is this time, December, suicide time, because people are lonely. They don't know who to go to or who to, you know, to trust. That's another thing. Some people don't have the trust issues because, as I think somebody had said earlier, stigma. Mental health is still being a stigma in which it should not be. Yeah. It's true. For those that are listening and those that are still tuning in, we have a great guest with us tonight. Her name is Miss Michelle Bowden Hammond. And what part of Maryland were you from? Just want to give you a good shout out. I am the Eastern Shore of Maryland. I'm in a small town that's Fellowsburg, Maryland, but I grew up in Talbot County, Maryland. Are right, y'all heard that Eastern Shore, <laughs> the part of Maryland in the house, y'all? She is author, recording artist, and life coach, and we're just happy to help have her tonight because she is a trained and certified addictions counselor. And she has a master's degree in science and clinical mental health, and we're just asking her a few questions tonight. And again, those that are tuned in and those that are watching, and I meant to open up my emails because they probably didn't email me already. Let me check and see, but if you haven't already you're able to reach out to us and uh, ask your questions if you would like to uh for us to answer them live on the, the station and so she's answered some really good questions and i just want to let you know before i move to my next question is i understand even in this season we talk about it my father passed away uh november 14th 1999 and so it was right before thanksgiving right after Thanksgiving, my birthday, then my birthday, then Christmas, and then the New Year's. And so the holidays can become at different parts of life, difficult and interesting for many of us just to say the, the future, you know, just to speak on that. Um, 
concerning this young man that uh that passed and they said it took his life um and we talk about suicide i just want to know what is your experience has been with suicide victims and suicide uh families and things that even just the thoughts of it or the those that actually have gone through what has your been what has been your experience with that so with some of the experiences is when you do assessments which and again you have to have that clinical assessment that clinical background um, there are certain indicators that, you know, if someone comes to me, those are one, or do you have any suicidal meditations? Have you had, do you think about harming yourself? Do you feel as though that you want to harm somebody else? Well, that's the first thing that a clinical person would say as they're assessing their person, because if there's anything like that, um, those are where you need that, you know, that this person, you have to put out emergency petition yeah. for safety. Yes. Emergency petition. Um, and you have to do wellness checks. That's what we consider in a part of the therapy realm of a wellness check. Um, so with me for say, I do it daily. I have to ask those questions when they yeah. come for the assessment. Um, have you thought about it? now? There is some other people that I know that's a self-harm cutter. Mm. Someone who gets the pleasure of self-harming and, you know, they have these, they have now to have these apps, you know, um, and she lives with the struggle daily of self-harm. So it's, ve it's, it's very typical. We never know what someone's going through. And, and just to piggyback what you said, Nathan, about he was dancing, he was so lively. Okay. I can give you a couple more person, another person who committed suicide that I loved as an actor. Miss Doubtfire, I can watch that. That'll get me laughing and everything. Right. Look at Robin Williams. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're Same right. situation. Someone yeah. so happy. Yes. Someone so going on. So you can look at you can look at that again. But what I want people to understand is, yeah, do your wellness checks. Also do your wellness checks, but also it could be self-care because you got to look at those type of jobs. Those jobs put a lot of stress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Stress can actually be depressing too. Wow. And so even with, with that concerning, uh, like I said, even if the situation, like we just, again, I say all the time, we never know. You never know. And it is important to, like I said, reach out to somebody. Um, before I, I wanted to say something else, but I want to just throw this in there. Uh, growing up in a church, I grew up in as my childhood church. Friday nights, they used to have testimony service. But testimony service, y'all, was really a, a therapy a class, okay? Because the people got up and talked about their whole day. I just want to think, praise God, because when I got to work, and, the, and before you know it, I didn't realize it, but it was helping the people. These people that were coming each Friday night were being helped because they were sharing their day what they went through, the, the you know, the horrifics of the day, and then the people who hugged on them, loved on them, and prayed with them. And I learned back and forth, I said, wait a minute, I said, this ain't church, this is therapy class. <laughs> because it's needed, and I say that to say you all that are listening, that are watching, it's needed to open up and share with someone. Like my wife said earlier, she was mentioning about the fact that sometimes we just, you can't always expect the people to discern, and you know, because we've done it, sometimes we walk around trying to give signals of, oh, just so I can say what's wrong, but it may be a time where no one's going to catch on. And so we got to do our best to reach out and say something to somebody, talk to someone. And um, as I move forward, I want to ask you this question. Um, Ashley brought it up and I've heard it in the field and I used to work in behavioral health. And I heard this phrase. I want to see how you feel about it. When they talked about suicide, they used to tell people that they were selfish. They are so selfish. Mm. What is your take on that, on that, on that, on that uh, remark? I can't say if they're selfish or not. Yeah. yeah. We never know what the struggle is. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do I you agree. not know that um, that childhood trauma of them being raped, that you got to constantly live or like what's going on with killings today? If I'm, I have to look at these young children today um, to look at what's going on around the world, uh, that, that can go on with you for a lifetime, those traumas. So I can't say that that's selfish or not. Mm -hmm. I'm not the judge or the yes. maker of that decision, yes. but you don't know what someone's going through. And it could be you because you can, it can turn quick around just like that because what you not can handle. We don't know what you can handle. Right. That person yeah. at that time don't know. You could be clinically sane, 
But mm -hmm. then something can change and master. We don't know why Tretch was in that hotel room. Yes. We don't know. <laughs> we don't have an idea or a clue, but we yeah. know what he did. He took his life. Yeah. But what, what has one thing I can say, and it's not being selfish to say this, but now is the awareness of this person, is this going to make a difference for us to change, to say, let's check on our loved ones? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? And Does it take another suicide for right, us to really get right, the grip right, um, to true. say, when are we going to start checking on the other one? And then I'm going to tell you, sometimes you can ask through these assessments and they'll still say nothing wrong. They can go out there and blow their brains out just wow. like that. Wow. So, Even through the assessments. Wow. Yeah. Oh they can goodness. say, no, there's nothing wrong. I've seen it many times. Wow. Working in the behavioral health. We had no idea. Wow. Listen, y'all. We fine. Did, That's just seemed fine. It didn't need. Wow. Listen, y'all. We have author, recording artist, and, and life coach, Miss Michelle Bolden Hammond. And, and like I said, for those that are still joining in on this latter end, she is a trained and certified addictions counselor and she has her master's of science in clinical uh, mental health. And this is her website. Uh, you can check her out at Upfront Mind, Body, Soul. Dot com again that's upfront mind body soul.com those that are on our panel do we have any questions for our guest tonight yes sir. oh go ahead pastor go ahead pastor uh sister bolden hammond this is pastor johnson what what were some suggestions you would give for pastors um who are counseling or attempting to counsel people who come with a lot of problems come with a lot of situations um Besides the biblical context, what are some of the other things that pastors should put in their arsenal to uh, minister to people who may have mental health? So one of the things, um, and I, we were talking, Nathan and I were talking about this, and I'm so glad to meet you. And I, I want to say thank you for bringing that question out because I feel as though as the church, we are supposed to be good stores and we always rely on the pastor. But if pastors need to sometimes get that extra outlet too, because I know you are with the weight of the world as well. But what I would say, I congratulate you for asking that question. And I'm not saying that a lot of people have the money to have that person on staff, but if you don't have that person on staff, please put out the resources that's around in your neighborhood, the NAMI, the places of where they can get behavior help, wherever in your state, your behavior health administration, they have a plenty of websites that you can go to to offer those assistance. When it's Mental Health Awareness Month, which is in September, have Community Resource Day for different behavior health businesses that's around. Open it up for community days. Have a mental health first aid class for those who are in your church. Those are some things that we can do that's not hard because the community is there waiting. As you, as we get up and say, the workers are few, the harvest is plenty. So it's the incidents of those things that can help with your harvest. Um, can I talk to you a little bit more about that? Kind of maybe off the record, maybe during the week. No problem. <laughs> awesome. Um, as one of the reasons I, I find that to be true is um, being in this business, Bobby, I don't know, 50 years, I guess, um, from the age of nine and to have a father pass suddenly July of 2206. And now you have the thrust of, uh, of ministry and all these things placed on the same time. One of the things I realized I didn't know is that I needed a pastor. So there's a lot of pastors, whatever title they have, think they don't need anybody, that they have all the answers. What I realized, once you realize you don't have all the answers and you don't know all of God, there's always somebody that you need to talk up to. Mm -hmm. So many times the pastors don't have anybody to talk up to because they're talking down most of the time. Wow. So for pastors out there who may be driving trucks or whatever they're doing right now, they ought to find somebody they can talk up to. Exactly. And and if it's and if let me let me let me just say this too. I, I believe. I have the faith, but there's biblical counseling that actually deals with the soul care and using the strictly word of the line of the Bible. But there's also 
the clinical secular counseling, where those are professionals that are led and trained to help you with your assessments. Now, if they can send you somewhere else where it might be the psychiatrist, psychiatrist, you know, all of that, but there's a distinctly difference in those two types. There's biblical counseling and there is secular counseling. But when you, you're clinically trained, you need to make sure that you're a clinically trained, I repeat, clinically trained professional that can help you with those assessments because there are certain tools and resources that they need to do diagnosis. Amen. That's why I use Carl Young in my sermons and Carl Barth. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, um, I have a question. Yes. Oh, let's, let's move on. Let's keep it in order. So Nate had a question after pastor. Okay. Don't forget your question, Ashley. Go ahead, Nate. Okay. Um, well, based on your, um, experience and your profession um i know the video we recently watched before we brought you in um one of the uh gentlemen was saying it took 11 years for them to kind of see that in twitch yeah yeah so what what are some of the telltale signs early on in someone's life that you pick up that have no background of mental health but are all may may be triggered by something or again you said it could have been genetics or you know any signs like you know they seem normal one day and then all of a sudden there's patterns and signs what are those signs that you typically see so mood swings for one mm -hmm. withdrawing from someone um I'm, I'm okay that person that's always said i'm okay i'm okay mm -hmm. or constantly angry irritable anxiety those different types of things like that. And, and again, like we said with schizophrenia, you could be fine. I know someone that I went to school with and now she has schizophrenia. I had, wouldn't have, was an A honorable, honorary student, honor society student. And then round about 28, 25, it all went away. She, I, she doesn't even know who she is. So again, those are the, some of the things, signs. Um, just just start checking on people if, if constantly people saying you know are they routine behaviors or for instance i'll go back to addictions i'm trying to catch that chase the chase was that depressing me was trying to get you know those things i'll go through recovery but then i go through that trigger something comes back drastic mom passed there'll be something to start me back up using again so it's different signs with mood swings. It's all about the mood swing, depressive lows and highs. Um, it's in a difference from every. It dif differs from every individual. Hmm. I have a question, Pastor. Um, I want to direct this one towards you and Miss Miss uh, Hammond. You're more than welcome to chime in. Uh, I received a text message from someone, and they said, "What does the Bible say about mental illness?" Remember the man with all them demons in him. I'm sorry I had to read it like that. Y'all have to forgive me. Y'all know my personality. Remember the man with all them demons in him and was cutting himself and Jesus cast it. He cast out the demon. He said, could we elaborate on that? <laughs> well, the Bible is full of uh, texts and, and um, themes concerning mental health. Um, he talks about sound mind all the time. He talks about what to focus on. He talks about how to think, what to think, who to trust in, who to talk to. I go to the hill for what's coming with my help. So the Bible is full of um, texts that tell you to seek counsel, you know, through the Psalms and through Proverbs. Um, now, the question of the person about folk with demons, hey, that could be connected to mental health, but yet at the same time, we can't always tell that. So you still need to get the help that you need. Um, like Sister uh, Bolden Hammond said, not only do you need the biblical counsel, but you also need um, that clinical counseling. So having said that, some of our parts, we ought to believe, we ought to be praying, we ought to be fasting for folk, for those particular conditions that many people don't believe in, mm. um, especially mm. in American culture. Mm -hmm. And it's still real, but God is all power. Mm. God has all authority. And we have to want help. We have to try to coax people into wanting that help. And for my culture, growing up in the era that I grew up in, um, many times it was a bit dogmatic about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. You know, you know, just believe God 
do those things because they didn't know any better. They didn't have the other tool. Yeah. Yet there were some folk who believed God did God did great things. But we're talking about the ones who were missed. So because everybody's important, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So everybody's important. So those who got help, praise the Lord. But we're talking about the ones who get missed sometimes or fall through the cracks. And so the Bible is, has a plethora of, of texts of how to um, control your mind, seek counsel, uh, be obedient. How about somebody tell you what to do, gives you instruction, you have to be obedient. Mm -hmm. Got to be open. Yeah. <laughs> gotta you got to be, be open. open to receive the help too. Yeah. Take um, the medicine. You know what I mean? Take, yes. Do whatever you're supposed to do. Yes. Yes. I agree. I definitely agree with that. So it's all through the Bible from Genesis um, to Revelation. You started Genesis where God laid hands on, on the dust, didn't he? <laughs> well, well. <laughs> He's getting ready to start something. He's always starts always, always, always. I tell you, listen, y'all. As we come to the, uh, uh, the the culmination of today's conversation, it was a real serious one. It's a real important one, and I hope you all that are watching. And I see some of that are watching. Everyone didn't like a comment, and not, not a comment, but I see the low numbers of those that liked it compared to numbers that are watching. But hey, listen, thank you for watching and share this with someone. But as we come to a close, I'm gonna merge these two questions together because my question that I was gonna end it with uh, for Ms. Hammond, and again, thank you so much. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. We really Thanks appreciate so you at Sound Gospel Radio. And um, uh, just you. You, you came in at a moment that we really wanted to have this conversation and you've really been helpful. And so my question was, and I'm going to try to tie it into the question of our audience, was I was going to say, what are some tools or tips that those that are going through depression and mental illness, that they can um, find help through this time? I'm going to tie that into what Miss Donna Parrish is asking. And she said, and I know you already mentioned some before and you may reiterate and that's fine. But she said, do you have ideas on how to get the community to buy in on mental health awareness and, and have programs available? So that that's a very good. How did you get the community? Again, as I said, I'm, I'm a local health department. I'm behavior health. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your local health departments. You're, you're get some of those, because let me tell you, a lot of these psychiatrists, a lot of these community buildings for mental health, they're always looking for to get that word out there. Try to talk to someone on their staff for them to see if they there's a workshop. But like NAMI, your local NAMI Alliance, um, National American Mental Health Place, all of those different places you can look at. Mental Health First Aid. That is another place that you can go to learn, to learn if you have someone in the crisis, your crisis centers, um, different those. Suicide, the 800 lines for the suicide are different places as well um, for those areas to join in with the community. And if the community doesn't want to join in, you start. Mm, say that. I like that. Is this available for children as well? They, have, they do have a mental health first aid for children. Wow. For youth as well. So, wow. yes. Wow. And yes, this was some great info. I we see out there. <laughs> Listen, y'all, <laughs> we had a great conversation. Listen, as we get ready to close out, those that are on stage, don't leave yet. We're going to have our, our outro, but I just want you to stay on stage for just a brief conversation afterwards. I want to say thank you again. Thank you to, uh, of course, my wife. Julissa, wave your hands. Everybody know who you are. Thank you to Hi, my wife. wife. Hey, <laughs> Thank you to Ashley, to my man Nate, to Pastor Willie L. Johnson, and to our special guest tonight, Miss Michelle Bolden Hammond. Thank you so much for tuning in, y'all. Thank you for being a part of this panel discussion. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Our goal tonight was to remind you that through the life and challenges of life, that you are not alone. You are not alone. As you see, life is sitting there stretching out. The love, hope, faith, and joy is there. And the Lord did say in his word, he said, I am with you. He said, do not be afraid. I am your God. I will make you strong and will help you. I will support you with my right hand that brings victory. But there's help, yes, in God, but God has given us resources, you all. He's given us classes. He's given us therapy, therapists, clinicians, and we thank God for it. And we're going to use those things to make us better. 
The Bible says that I wish that you will be in good health. He said, even as your soul prospers, that's good health, good mental health, good physical health. All right. So listen, Sound Gospel Radio, y'all know what we do every week. Not every week. We do it every month. Nope, not every month. We do it every day. What are we doing? We're building hope. We're transforming lives 24-7. Sound Gospel Radio. Building hope. Transforming lives. 24-7. Sound Gospel Radio.